Welcome back to the Perth Business Podcast. We're a podcast for Perth's business community, and we give voices to the entrepreneurs, creatives, and trailblazers of Perth, and this is a platform for you to access their stories in order to build your own businesses better. I'm Taryn, the host of the podcast, a digital marketing gal with five years of industry experience working and networking with the best in Perth over a Bev when the best stories tend to emerge. I handpick each of my guests from SMEs offering innovative B2C solutions to CEOs of large WA enterprises with national and international perspectives, all for the benefit of your blessed ear holes. The podcast features origin stories of our local thought leaders, their tales of tough times and tribulations, as well as their trade secrets, tips, and learn strategies that led to their success. Our dream is that you'll learn from their mistakes and challenges and implement their solutions for yourself. So grab a cup of coffee or settle in for the drive to work or to the gym or to the fridge and enjoy. Make sure you give us your thoughts online at Instagram, Facebook or LinkedIn and hit that little subscribe button to make sure you get our episodes every week. Without further ado, here's our next guest. In this episode, I chat to Sev from Sev's Picks, or as you might better know him, the TikTok guru of Perth. We talk to Sev about how he drives impactful social campaigns for brands, his expertise in TikTok and upcoming trend predictions, and how businesses can reach their audience in a fun and informative way. This episode is especially helpful for marketing executives in large businesses and for the creators of Perth who are looking to take their skill set to a next level. Sit back and enjoy! Um, cool. So thanks so much for coming on the Perth Business Podcast. I'm actually really excited to talk to you and I don't just say that to all my guests. I do. I say it to all my guests, but <laughs> it's all right. You're a special one because I feel like I've just seen your face absolutely everywhere and it's a little bit weird to see you in person now, actually. <laughs> you I'll look, take that as a compliment. You're, you're taller than you look. <laughs> Great. Um, so we met at Gorilla Marketer. Mm-hmm. That's a um, marketing networking event. And you were on the panel talking about TikTok. Mm-hmm. Um, and I asked a question around like corporate TikTok and all that. And then we kind of got your life story. And I was like, oh, I should really talk to you about that instead. Like the whole life story. So if you're happy to dive into it, mm-hmm. can you give us the conception story? Well, not the conceptions. Can we give, can we <laughs> get the story of you? Mm. You're not from Perth or Australia, are you? No. My yeah. mum was a Russian mail order bride and... Uh, she met my stepdad and I was the baggage. That's nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a unique story. Yeah. <laughs> Whether it's true or not, it's up for the audience to figure out. No, nah, my mum, yeah, my mum's always wanted to move to Australia and then by she manifested it and met um, my stepdad there. Yeah. Um, I don't actually know the full story of how they met. Um, uh, but yeah, I migrated here when I was seven mm-hmm. and then lived in Perth. For a bit, learned English. I'm still struggling. So I went to, we, then we went to Kalgoorlie when I was in year eight because mum got a teaching job there. She's still there. And uh, at 18 years old, I, it was either go to uni or get a job. I got right. a job because uni wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. And uh, long, not long after with my footy stuff, um, my, my height was an asset. Mm. Uh, even though I wasn't the fittest person or the most skillful football player, story mm-hmm. of my life. <laughs> and um, yeah, I got recruited to come down to Perth and try out for Subiaco. Awesome. Did that and started to live the gypsy life and, you know, lived everywhere. What's the gypsy life? Is that like uh, proper van? No, no, uh, not quite. Van life? No, just like always moving around, yeah. living yeah. different spots. It, yeah. was all, it was all north of the river. 
lived in Maylands for a little bit. Oh yeah, me too. Um, yeah. yeah. And then and then um, uh, at around 24 years old, I got convinced to go to uni. Oh, by whom? By my ex-girlfriend. Oh, nice. So shout outs to her for getting me there. Um, <laughs> at the same time, I was doing well with footy. Yeah. I was just starting to crack um, league side. Yeah. And then I went to West Perth to play for West Perth. Wicked. And then at 27 years of age, everything happened. It was like yeah. my, the big thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, relationship ended. Um, I was in the final semester of uni and I had just gotten injured uh, from footy. Yeah. And I, at the same time, I made a quick decision about no more, no more footy. Yeah. Finished my degree of, uh, as a teacher, as yep. a, so I decided to get a school teaching degree for high school in sports and science. Yep. And then, yeah, it was me, single, ready to mingle with a cast on my leg, <laughs> about to start figuring out how to get relief jobs. Yeah, so at your peak, obviously. At the kind of <laughs> staggered start. Minus the cast. Right. Yeah. Uh, but during my injury, my wind it back two years ago, to, prior to that, 2015, mm-hmm. I did my ACL. And that's when I got into photography. Yeah. And photography was something that I loved like before that. I just always wanted a better camera. I always had those little point and shoots. I was always one of the OGs. I was the white girl that went to the clubs with the point and shoot cameras before selfies were a thing. I did that. Stop it. But that's because I love doing it. Yeah. And then I saw people walking around with cameras taking pictures of people like at events. I was like, I want to do that. Mm. That looks so fun. And then, yeah, got injured and mum helped me buy a, uh, a DSLR. Yep. Got into bird photography, nature photography. Amazing. Street photography, people photography, portrait photography, and then that rolled into wedding photography. So just like a really small niche portfolio. <laughs> from yeah, yeah, yeah. Born from a huge range of, yeah. Right. So uh, it was just trial and error. Yeah. And then what happened was uh, when I became a teacher, because I got, I got permanency really quick. It's unheard wow. of. Yeah. So within the first year of graduating, story Jeez. of my life, right? Yeah. Just a quick mover. <laughs> but um, He's a shark. He's always yeah, moving forward. Exactly. Yeah. But because I had no longer had to hustle for a job and I didn't have to study, yeah. I was like, sweet, I can do my photography a little bit more as like a hobby and, and see what happens with it. Yeah. And I just loved it. Yeah. I went on Instagram and I didn't really care about social media at all until yeah. I got into photography. That's great. So then I was like, all right, I'll push it on there. Yeah. You know, I got into the, I fell into the, I want to get featured, I want to get likes and stuff like that, yeah. as everybody did. Mm-hmm. And then um, I started getting people asking for, you know, like bookings, like, hey, do you, can you do weddings? Yeah. Oh, no, not weddings, like birthdays or events. I was like, yeah, I'll do it. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, oh my God, what do I do? I was like, stuff it, I'll give it a go. And then a friend of mine asked if I can be a second shooter at a wedding. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I don't know. He's like, no pressure though. I'm like, sweet, did it. So is, does that mean there's a primary photographer that they, and then you're the backup yeah. and you're getting like BTS behind yeah. the scenes sort of things? Yeah. yeah. You're like, and you can be more creative and you can fail. Mm. Um, if you, if obviously mm. you don't want to, but y- there was no pressure. Yeah. He's so saying I, no pressure and yeah. the bride's going a uh, little bit of pressure. That's but it. Yep. So then I did that and I loved it. Yeah. And I was like, this isn't that bad. This isn't that stressful. I can handle this. So then I was like, All right, I want my own wedding. Yeah. So I did that, got that. I think that was like 20, I think that was 2019 or 2018. Oh, so that's not too long ago. Yeah, I think it was 2019 yeah. that I had my first official wedding. It was in April, I remember. Yep. Yeah, 2019, April. Yep. Yeah. And and then I was like, okay, I'm a full-time teacher at a permanent, like permanent full-time teacher. Yep. I've got my classes and I've just booked my first wedding. 
all right, let's get some more. Did that, started learning the ropes in the wedding industry, starting to connect with people. Yeah. And then at of probably three quarters of the way through 2019, I was like, you know what? I'm going to give this a go mm. and I'm going to not give up my teaching career but but go on leave for a year, unpaid leave, mm-hmm. because the job is there for me. Yeah. It's my safety yeah. net. Let's do it. You know, you, yeah. you, you, you you've can't – had the proof points. You've done like the, yeah. the trial and, and error. And if I fail, I would just go back to the job and go, sweet, I'm, I'm not, you yeah. know. And that's the only time I would ever mention why it's a good idea to get a university degree in that sort of scenario. Yeah. Yeah. But for the most part, I did what I loved the most. Yeah. And that that's was awesome. being creative, right? Yeah. Now, there's all these other side stories, but I'll continue on. So then mm-hmm. what happened was 2020 started. February. Best year ever. Yeah. Woo. Yeah. <laughs> so 2020 started. I started to um, get more bookings. Yeah. Oh, interesting. And I needed to – now, COVID hadn't hit yet. Okay. COVID hit in March. Uh, I started to get more bookings and my, my, my goal was to get two wedding books a, a month. Yeah. That was the, what I calculated to that I needed for uh, – to make like payments and, mm. you know, live off of. Yeah. And then I wasn't really quite hitting them as well as I'd hoped. So I was like, all right, let's do some relief teaching just mm-hmm. in case. And then the first week of March, they offered me a part-time job mm-hmm. back at the school. Uh, just in the meantime, so like, we'll give you a class yeah. just, just permanently for the rest of the year. I was like, okay, I'll do that because yeah. then I can still Safety. teach because mm-hmm. I like doing it. And then a week later, COVID hit. And I was like, I had locked in $350, $400 a month, uh, sorry, a week from just teaching, Shit. just one class. Yep. It was like I had to go I, – I actually travelled. So the back and forth travel was longer than the class that I delivered. Oh, no. Yeah. All for that money, like the couple of hundred bucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But that's because I loved it. It yeah. wasn't because of the money. Yeah. Uh, it was kind of because of the money, like the safety net, but I still loved doing it. Yeah. But and, and because COVID hit, it was, a, it was great because nobody was booking. There mm. was uncertainty and everything. And then I was like, um, okay – I've got a bit of – oh, by the way, with TikTok, yeah. quick story about TikTok, 2018, one of the kids that I was teaching was laughing at his crotch. And I was like, okay, what's funny? You're obviously <laughs> on your phone. And he showed me TikTok. <laughs> oh, classic, So yeah. I started building that. 2019, I started getting a little bit of a following, you know, yeah. honest. Uh, by, 20, uh, by 2019, November 2019, I had 50,000 followers. Gee, Ish. that's no small feat, yeah. 20, 30, uh, yeah, something mm. like that. And then I was like, cool, that's that's nice. Mm. And then kids started noticing me and things like that. I was like, okay, that's interesting. Mm. I'll see where that happens. <laughs> 2020 happens and I'm like, I wonder if I, and this is during the COVID thing, I wonder yeah. if I just post a video of me doing wedding photography or talking about wedding yeah, photography on TikTok. Yep. Two bookings within a couple of days. Yeah. And this is while COVID's happening. Yeah. 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 I was like, oh, wow. Okay. All right. Uh, and those were like two, $3,000 bookings. Were they reaching out on TikTok comments? From TikTok. Oh, so from they, t- they, okay, they so went, they found you from yeah. – t- yeah. They were, uh, went through the, the rabbit hole and they rabbit discovered – you, yeah. Yeah, I didn't even have a like a funnel. Wow. Yeah, you weren't trying to nurture or no. acquire anyone. No, they just, none. Yeah. And I booked them within two days. Jeez. It wasn't even like a sales script or anything. They were like, we found you on TikTok. Can yeah, we hire you? to be done. Right. Yeah, and I was like, dream. okay, I need to double down on this and mm-hmm. see what happens. By mid-2020 – Still hardcore COVID. Yeah. 
I was teaching my one class and I remember I would stay back in school because I'd be just dealing through inbox of emails of people trying to book with me yep. on weddings. And I was like, Jesus. is this real life? Yeah. I was at one point I was like, I don't actually need to be here. Yeah. But I committed to the kids Enjoyed and it, I love the yeah. kids. Um, but yeah, by mid 2020, I booked out the rest of the year. Yeah. By Jeez. end of November 2020, I booked out 2020, 2021 weddings. Yeah. And then by November 2020, I was like, yep, yeah, I'm definitely done with teaching. Um, I'm going to take I'm, – I'm quitting. Yeah. I'm quitting. I'm not quitting the profession, but I'm yeah. quitting the school. I'm giving up my permanent position. Right now, yeah. So that leap was complete. Choice. So then 2021 started, obviously up and downs and mm. stuff like that. By February 2021, I booked out 2022. And by mid last year, 2021, I booked out 2023. Oh so God. I had a sales pipeline of two years. Jeez. So I was like, sweet. Does that does that lock you in? Like, I feel like we, we'll go into the challenges oh, yeah. and stuff, but oh, you, yeah. you're locked in now yeah. for the next year oh, yeah. and a half. Yeah. Exactly. So when I, and then I decided to go on LinkedIn mm. and go, okay, I need to take this seriously a little bit. Mm. And then I realized what LinkedIn was about. Yeah. I was like, you know what? LinkedIn is for talking about success, but sharing the success stories. Um, I call them success stories, but people call them case studies. Yes. <laughs> yep. So- I'll share my success stories and see what happens. Yeah. Then at the same time, my uh, influencer stuff or creative stuff, I don't say, I don't like saying the word influencer, yeah, yeah. but it yeah. is a label that is. It's got a connotation to uh, it now, I think, but yeah. I'm more a creator, but because of the TikTok stuff, by then I had 150, 200,000 followers mm -hmm. and uh, people were reaching out to me. I had this thing where I did the chicken wing yep. thing, I deboned it really quickly. For. Was that just on? I just did a TikTok about you. it. Yeah, okay. I just did it for me and then I started doing it for other because it, it did really well. Yeah. I was like, all right, I'm going to do more of these. Yeah. Red Rooster hit me up. Yeah. And they're like, can you do a thing? I was like, yeah. <laughs> they pay me and they're like, oh, what, what's your rates? I'm like, oh, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, oh, I'm an influencer mm, now. I've got to have rates. Yeah. Well, I, I quoted them, I think it was like $1,200 at the time. Jeez. And yeah. I was like, and they said yes straight away. I was like, what? Yeah. Excuse I was like, how me? much could I, more could I have gotten? So then they said yes to that and the algorithm was good to me. Yeah. Because we hit over half a million views, which is the the best case scenario. Oh my you know? Because cause I'm not niched on TikTok. I'm I'm all over the place. Yeah. Whereas there's people that their lifestyle, they do makeup reviews, mm. they do food reviews exclusively. Yeah. I get bored of that. I need to do everything. All of it, yeah. But but I had one little quirk and that's the chicken wing stuff. Yeah. And that worked really well. Yeah. And then I said to them, uh, and this was last year probably around this time last year, I was like, who does your TikTok? It's only got 180 followers. Oh, interesting. And they're like, nobody, do you want to do it? And I was like, yeah. So they reached out to you after seeing you on TikTok and wanted you to do something for them on TikTok without yes. having someone working on their TikTok? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, great. Yeah. I was like, so how does that work? And it's they're a no like, brainer, yeah. yeah. And then all of a sudden, and I just like, started getting good on Canva. Yeah. So I started putting like a little pitch deck up and yeah. I'd never really properly done it before, yeah. but I knew how to do it because I did it with kind of my wedding stuff. Yeah. And then I, um, yeah, I, I, I sent them a proposal and they said, yes, but I had three packages and they said yes to all three packages. And I was like, what in my head, mean? I was like, no, okay, done. No yeah. I'm not going to complain. Don't argue, yeah. <laughs> but that was, that literally covered my entire school salary just like that. Wow. And I was like, wow. What a product of this 
day and age, yeah. the digital digital culture yeah. that we've we've you know grown and been born in. Well, mm. not born into, but like we've grown into. Yeah. Really, that's insane. Embraced I can't imagine it. what it's going to be like. Yeah. So then, so then what happened was uh, the pressure was on. I was mm. like, okay, now I have to deliver. Yeah. And I have a 200, I don't know how many restaurants I have. I should know this. I think it's 240 restaurants yeah. Australia-wide. And they're like owned by like a 400, $500 million company out of China. And they own Chicken Treat and Oportos, yeah. all of them. And I was like, shit, pressure's on. But the PR lady, I'm, I'm sh- she's going to be in my book one day when yeah. I write it. The PR lady, she's like god's gift to me because yeah. she just made it so much easier she's a hard ass but she just made it so much easier in what way uh get things done don't muck around yeah. uh and i needed that because i was working by myself mm. and we liaised with each other came up with some ideas there's a bit of bickering mm. um but in a good way yeah and i learned so much i was like okay if i want to do this more with yeah. other clients i need to do well with this one yeah it's like my own personal proof it's of your concept first little case study yeah success story success story so Sorry. then so then <laughs> uh the three months first yeah. three months we hit fifty thousand followers yeah like, and millions of views yeah we went we got on the news national news and uh i i wasn't i wasn't the beacon of it all yeah because of uh i don't really care yeah but i knew i did it and they knew I did it. That yeah. was the important thing. Yeah. Uh, and I've got all the analytics and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, cool. And then uh, there's some more stuff uh, that happened with that. Yeah. Um, there's some stuff I, I don't know if I'm allowed to save, so I'm going to uh, keep it at that. Yep. But um, I'm still working with them for yeah. them. That's for insane. Them. That's great. Yeah. Um, did you find a big challenge with TikTok when you started taking it on on your own um, after seeing, like, I guess your kids using it at mm. your at your school? Um the big challenge, like I imagine, because it's not mon- monitored at the moment, it's not really, no one's mandating any responses or anything mm. like that. Uh, it's brutal. It's brutal. It's brutal. On TikTok? There. Yeah. Depends who it is, I suppose. But oh my like, God. TikTok's the most. Oh, I'll have to have a look at where you're <laughs> looking because you, 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 you put up a clown emoji in, in, in response to someone hating on you mm. and you get banned. Or oh. your comment gets put down. Yeah. This. Oh. There's some there's some inconsistencies there, but yeah. they're very their aim is to keep TikTok as PG as possible. Anything more than that, right? You the get myths flagged. busted. Got it. Yep. Okay. Yep. Right. And and you know the whole OnlyFans thing comes along, and girls come in and and they try to oh, yeah. you know start the top of the funnel because yep. TikTok's the top of the funnel for those girls. Mm-hmm. But if they go too outrageous, yeah. Um, they get banned straight yeah, right. away. So straight it is away. heavily moderated. It is oh, very heavily moderated. Them. Yeah. Right yeah. I've I, seen some stuff on there. Yeah. You know, I have had a video where I was interviewing a girl mm. uh, in the city and she just broke up with her boyfriend. Mm. She's breaking up with her boyfriend. And I was like, oh my God, does anybody know about this? She's like, no. I was like, can we break it on yeah. TikTok? <laughs> I thought it'd be funny. Yeah. And it got pulled down for harassment and bullying. Because, oh. but, but I get it. It was yeah. a learning curve for me. And yeah. I was like, that kid probably doesn't want his relationship, like and he's him. not a celebrity. It's not a, uh, it's not a Brad Pitt and Angelina no. Jolie sort of thing. It's, it's a kid that's yeah. yeah. So I was like, okay, fair, fair. that's fair. Yeah. So you got to be careful with how you call people out. And calling people out mm. is not my thing anymore. Like yeah. it's a waste of time, and just being negative. Completely mm. negative. Yeah. Um, unless you're talking about your own personal observations. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. They're really good with that. Yeah. 
But you look at Instagram, toxic. Yeah. You look at YouTube, eh, toxic. Yeah. Uh, Facebook. Yeah. Facebook's getting good. Yeah. Facebook's really getting there. But yeah, the trolls. And don't get me started on Reddit. Um, yeah. But. <laughs> But uh, it's a rabbit hole. Yeah, I feel like it must be different than on TikTok for businesses versus personal because mm. I'm talking about like the it's quite brutal out there for businesses that are and particularly in the wellness and sustainability space because you're always going to have people that are like, oh, that looks like you're wearing plastic or you can't talk about mm. this because you, you know, yeah. you're this way or whatever yeah. it is. There is a point. There is. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel. Yeah. I wonder because. We talked about this at Girl the Marketer about, you know, the value of having TikTok for as a business. And I think the biggest takeaway for me was that you have a face behind it. Mm. And for a business like a corporation, it's hard to put a face behind it unless you're – so, like, a great example is Budget Direct, actually. They've got a face <laughs> behind their insurance yeah. company. And it's completely unrelated to sort of their message. So, it's like an older guy who's British <laughs> and he's talking yeah. to, like, a young or, you know – a younger i guess yeah. more cost effective demographic in australia um and it's interesting that they've chosen that and they're on tiktok and they're doing all of that so it's it's so interesting to watch the dynamic of like who uses it why they use yeah. it what it's for and what their success is with it um do you think that tiktok's going to be quite a temporary thing or do you think it'll evolve into something uh different and better like facebook instagram that sort of thing how that journey flowed yeah. on yeah good question so just observing what Instagram's been doing over the mm. last six months. Instagram is grasping at straws. Mm. They've released so many new features. And don't you dare say that they would have released them anyway. <laughs> if TikTok <laughs> did not exist, we would not be seeing I, – I dare say we would not be seeing Reels. Yeah, 100%. I agree. And just because of that – and they're still failing because TikTok has just released uh, live subscriptions. Mm. Okay. I've got, I've got 12 subs now. Oh, stop it. So they're taking Congrats. on Twitch. Mm. And in the UK and, and other places, they're taking on online shopping approach. Mm. I just saw one today. I got a screenshot of it actually. Yeah. Uh, I'm watching a video and there's a little little tab at the bottom in yellow and it says diet can Coke. And I was like, what? Yeah. Got nothing related to it. Yeah. Nothing related to the video. The video is about some prison system. Right. And I clicked on it and it was, you can buy a can of Coke. While you're just watching your content. Yeah. What? And I was like, that's going to be massive for e-com. But as in like you can buy a can of Coke and then like how does it work? Does it get delivered to you? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Situation? I'd imagine so. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't get to test didn't it because oh. I'm not in the UK. Yeah. Uh, it's oh, it's right. a feature that's not yeah. available, but you can see it. Mm. So what's going to happen with TikTok is it's eventually going to go down the rabbit hole of every other social media platform. But that's the business plan. Yeah. You get creators – you get videos, you get people watching them, you get them to consume, you get them addicted, mm. and then you start to sprinkle in ads. The aim of it, though, is for them is to make it – they've done everything better than everybody yeah. else. It's kind of like they watched all the other platforms and go, okay, we can do that better with, than Twitch, that better than Instagram, whatever, yep. right? Yep. And now they're taking on the the – the online live sales thing. Mm. Remember those infomercials that you'd watch when you woke up at 2 a.m.? Yeah. And someone's selling a vacuum cleaner, but they're like using it. (laughs) And you're like, oh my God. (laughs) And they're like, call now and get it off. Get Um, like this and another free one off because you need two for some reason. Exactly. And you're like, I guess I do. Yeah. So what with TikTok is going to be is they're going to have exclusive deals. Yeah, right. And this is my prediction. They're going to have exclusive deals where you can go, um, this video is the only time you'll get 20% off. Right, and, and you pr- have to act. The yeah. proof of concept will be that TikTok, will, the ROI will be huge. Mm, mm. And then you're going to have people like myself showcasing those. Mm. 
and then there will be an affiliation with that. Yeah. So creators also have an incentive to get um, behind brands. Yeah. And that's where I think TikTok's going mm-hmm. in terms of business structure. Um, and just the only thing that they're looking for now, though, is to do it organically as possible. Mm. Obviously, ad spend to take it to the target audience yep. to just like cheat a little bit mm. in a good way. Mm. Um, but but to make it look like it's not an ad, mm. that's where I come in yep. to Australian businesses, corporate, whatever. Yeah. Um, but I do need. Uh, and to go back to what you're saying before with budget direct and RAC mm. and stuff like that, mm. you do need a mascot. Yeah, it's I, I, I'm trying to find ways still where mascots aren't important or like like a voice. Like I feel like for yeah. someone who doesn't have a face, you could use several faces and voices yeah. that are like the brand voice and face. Yeah, but you need familiarity. Yeah, you need to go into a video and go, ah, yes, yeah, that's, that that's yeah. that's old mate, you know. Yeah. So with me, I'm a brand. Yeah. People trust me. Yeah. The reason why I get hired by different companies and brands to to pl- showcase theirs yeah. is it brings my audience to them. And that's mm. the influencer side of things. And that's why I have my one rule. Mm. I can't alienate my audience if it's something I don't believe in. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, so that's where, that's where that comes in. So, and that's influence marketing, mm-hmm. right? But <laughs> you can't just do influencer marketing, I don't think, for no. – for that, and and I'm still learning as I go. I was not into marketing apart from exclusively myself mm-hmm. a year ago today. Yeah, did not do it yeah. for anybody else. Kind of got forced into it, right? Well, not forced into it. Fell into fell, it. Yeah, yeah. And then I was like, I like this. Yeah. I don't have a marketing degree though. <laughs> and, um, imposter What's syndrome. That? You don't need one. That's crazy. Right? Imposter syndrome 101. Yeah. Uh, which I've had all my life. Yeah. Which is, I guess keeps me accountable it's hard to believe but yeah it's real yeah 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 and then uh yeah so but 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 companies now like water corp can start a tiktok mm. gina reinhardt can start a tiktok god and bless her <laughs> <laughs> but it's just showcasing storytelling with intent yeah some of them will fail because their intent is not pure mm. and people will figure it out you know yeah, it's not like advertising where you've predominantly had a strategy background yeah. goals, different channels, like right. TikTok sits on its own and it's yeah. got to be really fun, I think, and playful. And exactly. you've got to talk to the, but the audience. the intent needs to be yeah. pure. The, 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 the whole cancel culture thing, yeah. it, can, it can be eradicated mm. with one thing. The one thing is intent. If I go and say something out of normal mm. and I upset a few people, but my intent is still pure. Yeah. I firmly believe it and most majority believe it. Yeah. I'm not cancelled. Yeah. If it, if a mob if an angry mob comes after me and starts pulling all these accusations up, I'm like I've got evidence yeah. to prove that I'm not an asshole. Yeah, my right? intent is pure. Yeah. And that's where brands will come in and they have to storytell with intent. Mm. I don't work with brands that are I'm just like, listen, you're here to make a lot of money. What value do you bring? And it's like that audit for every client in marketing. Before I start with every client, I'm like, what's your intent? What's your goal? I was going to ask my next, this might feed into your answer there. So um, in being a yes man, um, which if I feel like you've had the past four years, you've had to been, you had to have been a yes man to be like, I need to try this and to try this, I'm going to say yes. So Red Rooster, you weren't like, oh, let me weigh the pros and cons for seven weeks. You were like, yeah, I'm going to do it because there's a niche, there's a you a can challenge. see a synergy there between yeah. yeah, and a challenge that you can you know find the solution for. So, do you have a vetting process for people that you work with as a creative, a creative creator? 
Oh, uh, yes. Mm. Yes. And uh, I've been actually thinking about this for the last three months. Mm. And I only just concluded uh, uh, my answer. Yeah. Um, yes. You heard it live. <laughs> <laughs> uh, concluded, consolidated, that one. Yeah. Um, and it is, I need to be talking with decision makers, not middlemen, mm. middlewomen, agencies, through agencies to get the result that the client wants mm. or the brand wants. So that's my first thing. Yeah. And the decision maker needs to be open-minded. That's it. Yeah. That's I think my, that's a yeah. huge one actually because you mentioned this when we were talking at Girl the Marketer on like – because I was thinking like how would my stakeholders like get – how would we get any of this across the line? And the open-mindedness is the thing that's missing and that's why you yeah. – would you say you would have more success? Because um, obviously Red Roost is massive. Yeah. And you were talking to the PR team mm -hmm. there – um, was, were they the decision maker? Did they have like a strategy and you fit into that strategy for content? <laughs> no. No. So PR is my point of contact mm. and the PR then contacts the internal marketing team. Yeah. And the marketing internal marketing team says yes, no. Yeah. But they have faith in the PR contact. Good relationships. and Because yeah. they know what they're doing. Yeah. And they're very experienced. So, but there are some concepts that I want to pass through and because and, sometimes the PR people go, oh, we don't know. Mm. I'm like, but no, this needs to happen. Yeah. And the most viral piece of content organically with no ad spend was approved because I pushed it yeah. on, right? But it needs to be approved by at the end of the tunnel where the decision maker goes, yeah. okay, let's give it a go. Yeah. But because they were hesitant at the start, I have more of credibility now. Yeah. Because, it, but yeah, they have more trust. It yeah. But it was the whole stigma of Red Roosters, a uh, uh, like a front for money yeah. laundering. Yeah. And I was like, let's let's use that to our advantage. Yeah. Why wouldn't we? Yeah. And then yeah, millions of views, millions yeah. and millions of views, and I have a whole screenshot wall somewhere. Of just people going, because of this, I'm trying Red Rooster for the first yeah. time. Because of this, I'm going to try Red Rooster again. Yeah. Oh, wow. I'm going to what? I'm going to get Red back. Rooster tonight because I th this made me laugh so much. Yeah. And I'm like, success story? Yeah. Tick. Tick. Done. Yeah. Um, have you had any fails, aka, I guess, things that lead into your success? Do you, Every you day. probably don't call them? Yeah. Every day. Every yeah. day. So. Can you give us some examples? I'm trying not. I, I, I like to keep the accountability. Yeah. Because then I learn from it. Yep. However, when I work with people, they need to come to the table too. Yeah. You know, I know my value. I know what I've done over the last two to three years and it can be replicated. Mm -hmm. However, because it's so new still, there's not many people, less than probably a handful of people that can do what I do. Mm. And I sound cocky. I feel cocky, arrogant saying that. <laughs> but I look at it, I'm like, nobody else is doing this. Yeah. But uh, I'm one person. Yeah. And I need. I can't duplicate myself, unfortunately. Yeah. So when I have an internal marketing team that I'm c consulting. Yep. And they're doing everything that I tell them. Yep. They get 100, 200,000 followers. Like Scott Parks. Yeah. Uh, Red Ink did. And then I say to them, okay, repurpose your Instagram and put them out as reels now. They had um, yeah. an insane growth. They have the most views out of any builder in Australia. Yeah. Wow. 
Jeez. And I helped them. Yeah. But they came to the table and they did it. Trust, they did yeah. they they trusted, but they but they delivered it. So for other creators out there that, you know, not to flood the market, but like what is your tactic to helping someone trust you? Like obviously you're personable. Oh, there's no there's no flood to market. There's no, no. such thing. <laughs> there is no such thing. Like if someone comes in tomorrow and does start doing the same thing that I do, I'm like, good, then, good luck. Yeah, yeah. Good luck. You're yeah. gonna have well that, but you're gonna have people that like that person more than me. Yeah, true. And that goes back to it's me individual. learning that from weddings. Yeah. When I went into wedding photography, wedding photography is very saturated. Yeah. There's so many wedding photographers here, but there's so many more weddings. Mm. And and then going back again from that experience as a teacher, what I learned was I teach the same subjects, the same content as another teacher down the down the road. Mm-hmm. But the kids prefer me. They came to me and they go, sir, we wish we had you this year. Yeah. And I'm like, why is that? Is it because I teach good or is it because I'm relatable? Yeah. Some said one or the other, but obviously my, my favorite ones would say both. Yeah. Because, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and then I was like, okay, cool. There's no such thing as a saturated market. So then I went into weddings. I'm like, people are going to like my style better than someone else's. Yeah. Naturally. Yeah. But then I'm like, okay, but that's my content. That's yeah. my product. But what about my, my, my brand, my mm. persona? Nobody can do it like me. Yeah. I am me. Yeah. Nobody can do it like me. And I'm going to market that. And what I did with weddings was I am the to- uh, biggest photographer in Australia. That was my tagline. And under that tagline was no double chins at my height. Yeah. And that <laughs> people booked me from that tagline. That's so like, good. But but other people aren't blessed with my height, right? Yeah. So you got to find your quirks. Yeah, you some find people like double chins in their photos, right. so you might not suit them. Yeah. <laughs> I'm talking about those photographers. Like, yeah. what is your personality trait yeah. that can relate? I had someone book because they saw a video of me fixing this up on a TikTok. They were like, that is my favourite band as For well. For the listeners, the, there's a tattoo oh, on yeah. your arm. Yeah. yeah, it's a Blink-182 tattoo. Yeah. It was originally just the, the black bit, yeah. and then I added colour to it, and I made a TikTok out of it. Yeah. And then within a week, I had someone go, Sev, I want to book you as my wedding photographer because I love Blink-182 as well. <laughs> You're like, uh, no connection, but connection? Like, it works. Right. Yeah. And obviously, they liked my product because yeah. they, they looked at it. Yeah. But that's an example of brand building first, yeah. and that's where creators need to – so if creators want to work with someone like a big, mm. like Red Rooster, mm. it's it, there's a lot more corporate into it. Yeah. If they want to work small to medium business, that's where I would start. Mm. But with corporate, you need to really, really make sure you're li- you're talking to the um, decision makers. Yeah. But the the bigger the bigger picture is this: all those decision makers are old school. No disrespect. Mm. One of my other criteria is, and this is the open-mindedness I was talking about, yeah. is these directors, CEOs, head of marketing, whatever, yeah. they need to understand that if their business that they're running, they're helping now, wants to survive in the future for mm. the next generations, how are you planting the seed? Mm. Where's it coming from? Yeah. Because by the time the demographic stays the same, but the generation shifts, I mentioned this at Gorilla Marketer, mm-hmm. that's probably my biggest piece of advice to any marketing person ever how are you getting the attention of the next generation coming up because if you can do it before they become the target audience yeah it's so much easier to win them over in that demographic space yeah, yeah i think you're right and that is tiktok and now that it's growing now more people are jumping onto it 50 60 year olds yeah. using it yeah it's it's a no-brainer for me 
but all it takes, and this comes back to the coming to the table, yeah. just you understanding that. Once you understand that, let's make it happen. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah, I think the worst thing you can hear from a marketer is like, well, it's always worked this way. We're going to do it this way because it's always been this way. Yeah, but then you go back and say, all right, it's always worked this way. You're running Facebook ads. This company is about 20, 25 years old plus. Yeah. Were you running Facebook ads 15 years ago? Yeah. No, Facebook didn't exist. <laughs> Just, yeah, just, yeah. just history is repeating itself yeah. and will always repeat itself on a cycle of about eight to 12 years in terms of marketing. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited what happens next, mm-hmm. but the principles are the same in terms yeah. of attracting someone but with a hook yep. and then showcasing the problem that they're probably the, the target audience mm-hmm. that you yep. showcase the problem that you solve with the product or service. Yeah. And then at the end of that, Let's let's make it happen. I'll make it happen for you. Yeah, yeah. That's always been the same. Yeah. But now it's digitized and it's even further like web three's coming along. Mm. So that's gonna be fun. That's gonna be epic. Mm. Yeah. But you gotta you gotta just you gotta just be with the times mm. and, and, and and gamble a little bit because you gambled once on Facebook ads. You gambled once on putting an ad out on in the paper. Yeah. Look where you are now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, if you didn't do it. If you were old school than before, and I can't believe, and then this is me as an outsider, yeah. that there are real estate agents still doing mail drop boxes. Yeah. I mean, I would argue the point that I think mail drop box is mail drops are going to be more popular now because no one checks their mail when they do get something. That was be my an, next point. Yeah, sorry, go. No, that was take no, it. Yeah. that was perfect. Because I, yeah, I feel like I don't. If I mm. check my mail now, I'm like, oh, I'm getting ready to just literally yeah. put it straight back in the bin. But if someone like I get my good pair days, which is my wine delivery delivered, and um, yesterday it was a bigger. It got delivered yesterday. Yeah. Um, it's it was a bigger box than usual, and it was because it was a, it was a delayed delivery for my birthday in April, and I was so stoked to open it. I was like, oh my god, I have a meeting. I can't wait to open this. I was like looking I'm at sorry. it on the table the whole time. I was like. <laughs> So, like, I feel like mail drop things are going to be even more popular than... So, let's talk about wine now, since you brought it up. Yeah. Wine's great. I love wine. I love wine. wine. Yeah. What's your favourite? Um, well, I've moved from... I used to be a Cab Sav gal. I've moved into, like, a Pinot moment, because I had a good two. You had me at red. You yeah. had me at <laughs> yeah. red. Yeah. We could be yeah. best friends Yeah, now. good. Yeah. Done. Next time, we'll do this in the evening and have a vino. I love that. Um, yeah. So, I feel like anything that you can do from... Something as like old school as, I don't know, like, uh, so we did chat to someone on the podcast who worked at like a mailing warehouse and she was saying some companies are doing some really awesome stuff and they're offering more and more packages um, that focus on this direct mail drop. Like, I know a lot of corporations are kind of sticking to their old, like, yeah, something as simple as something that looks a bit different to a letter or rewards like surprise and delights not just like this is your renewal notice for your blah 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 or your electricity bill or that's a necessity so that's not necessarily <laughs> it but like need those yeah things i like get those one. emailed yeah. yeah so uh i can take this in so many different ways but mm. the one i can think of is alcohol bottles mm. right um alcohol bottles if you have a really fancy one mm. you want to try it and mm. uh, but you but your first point of call is that attractive looks stage. good yeah it looks good it's the same with dating. Mm. Like whether people like it or not, the mm. first point of call is: Do you look good? Do yeah. you present yourself well? Yeah. You know, are, are your features attractive for me to potentially mate with you and create children <laughs> with? Yeah. You know. Yeah. And then you go there and you're like, oh, it tastes like shit. <laughs> yeah, you can't hide a great personality behind like grimy nails and oily hair, and no. you're like, this is just not exactly. it because I got to look at you. Yeah. 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 And that's the top of the funnel. Yeah. And that's where 
you have to showcase that attractiveness mm. through TikToks or whatever, mm. through videos, yep. short form videos, which is now the main Huge. big thing. Yeah. And then after that, and this is it goes back to the other question: How do I decide who I work with? Yeah, I make sure they have a good product. Yeah, you have a shit product. I don't care what you pay me. I, I can't help yeah, you because sorry. I just feel sorry that people are going to buy the crap, and I'm like, yeah. I can't do it. Yeah, I can't do it. Your, there was someone who said Alexis Predator. She's in um, Queensland, but she was saying. Um, she gets a lot of people reach out to her because she's a fitness instructor and yeah. they want her to promote this thing that gives you a big booty. And she's Ugh. like, but you've come to me, someone who already has this feature, to tell other people, I use this and it works. It's First not of all, good. it's a lie. Yes. And then people who believe this person and trust that influencer mm. and go, well, it worked for her, even though it didn't. Um, not that she, it didn't work. It's just that she didn't use it to get there. No. You can't be approaching people to be like, no. Try and promote my product because you have the thing. That yeah, you product. can't lie. You can't lie anymore. Yeah. You can't yeah. lie. And and people are still doing it. Like, But <laughs> those days are very numbered yeah. now. But going back to the, the mailbox, the physical mm. mailbox – I think there's a play there and real estate agents have had this play since the beginning of time. Mm. The biggest traffic known to man where the most traffic is ever is the fridge. Mm. And that's why True. real estate agents give you a notepad mm -hmm. with their name on it on every single page and a pen yeah. for you to write your grocery list, your notes, whatever. Yeah. Every day, mm. three plus times a day, you walk past that fridge. Yeah. That is the most high traffic area you can think of. Yeah. Now, dare I say, if companies started to put out those nice little boxes, yeah. uh, letters or however, mm. and, and included a magnet, I know mm. there's a bigger cost. Yeah. But if the call to action is put this on your fridge so you don't forget for next time, yeah. people will do it. Yeah. People will do it. Yeah. You make it look aesthetically pleasing, yeah. not like everybody else's, you're away. <coughs> That's yeah. Yeah. And even better, make it functional. Yeah, make it like a bottle opener bottle or something. Bottle opener, yeah. right. I have a collection of every city that I visited Yeah, uh, in America, uh, a bottle opener from every state. Yeah. It was just fun. That's good. And yeah. I'm never, never, never... Yeah, you're never stuck with a closed <laughs> bottle, are you? That's the worst. I have one bottle opener that I've had since I was in uni um, and I, I can't even tell you what the brand is on it, but I look at it every, every day when I open my yeah. door, when I use my car. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And yeah. And a wedding wedding DJ gave me his business card, mm. and it was a bottle opener. Sick. Yeah. And I was like, if it's if it's uh, uh, usable, yeah, you know, functional, um, yeah, functional, yep. I get to use it every day. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to hire him as my DJ because he's just it's been there. Yeah. He's been useful. <laughs> it's like you don't have to go onto Google and search for it because exactly. it's right in front of your face. Exactly. Yeah. So. Let's use that as an example to go even further. Mm. Uh, I was driving here and I was thinking, how could billboards be used better, mm. right? And my current solution is put a big, giant QR code and that's it. Yeah. I, I want to test that out. I want to test that out. Because it be like, what is it? What is it? Yeah. If it's something that's not relatable to me, who cares? Yeah. I've done it. I've clicked it. Yeah. Oh, it's, uh, I don't know, bath bombs. Yeah. I don't care about <laughs> bath bombs. But I had fun. Yeah. I had fun for that one moment of the commute that I do, whatever. Yeah, the but the thing is, QR codes look the same. Mm. What if it's a different QR code? Mm. Right? What if it's a rotating QR code and people are like, oh, what is it? What is it? What is yeah. it? Maybe it will work. Maybe it won't. I love, I love, I'm a yes man. Yeah. And I'll just test it out. Yeah. Right? So, you know. Testing's great. That's yeah. Everything is data driven yeah. or should be. Yeah. yeah. My my favorite thing is interviews. Mm. 
like my my pitch to most um, places is, what is uh, something we can talk about to people in your target market? Yeah, and how I'm uh, pitching to RAC Arena. Yeah. With the, um, all the events that are coming up, I'm yeah. like, all right, I'm going to do one video and I'm going to talk to people about finishing the lyric of the artist that's coming to the venue. Yep. We're creating awareness. We're relating to the people that actually like the artist and people are going, oh my God, it's coming to RSA mm. Arena. I live there. Yeah. I live in that city. Let's go. And then my follow-up video is going to be there. Yeah. So then as it as time progresses, people are going to go, oh my God, RSA Arena is going to have an event. Sev's going to be there. Yeah. All of a sudden, the headline act... It's going to be Sev there as like a bonus feature. Yeah, yeah. So that's my kind of project at yeah. the moment. But but all in all, with all of this that I'm doing, I'm pretty much kind of creating different ideas of how other people should do it. Mm. But goes back to the other thing we're talking about. When it comes to consulting clients and companies, um, if they have an internal marketing team, mm-hmm. we're pretty much all the way there. Mm. But if they don't have a mascot, it gets super, super hard mm. to relate to the audience. Yeah. Uh, and that goes back to all – when I first started photography, I'll never forget this, I would take photos of scenery. Mm. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is great. Someone – look at this. This is yeah. nice. But the engagement increased when there was a human element involved. Yeah. Because the person can put themselves in the picture. Yeah. That's why mascots are important and that's why every business company – corporation needs a frontline mm. You know, to to pitch the so, yeah. plead their case, yeah. and when Pentanet involved me yeah. with the their, their um, marketing campaign for yeah. Nexus, I was like, okay, cool. Now I get to prove what I'm talking about. Yeah. So when they approached me, they were like, all right, we're gonna do uh, YouTube pre rolls. We're gonna go TV ads. Wow. And I was like, cool. <laughs> yeah, I've never done that. Unfortunately, I only got to see two from the people that send them to me because I don't even watch free to air. But yeah. Great. Yeah. And then they were like, we're thinking about other creators to do the buses and the billboards. I was like, no, 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 no. Do yeah. me, all of it, everything, just me. See what happens. Test it. <laughs> Not because I was greedy or anything, but because I was like, because from this, what will happen is kids who are getting dropped off at the train station, going to school every day, are going to see me there. They're going to see me on TikTok and they're going to take a photo and send it to me on, on Instagram. Mm. They're going to tag me and say, look who I saw. Yeah. They're going to see the back of buses as they're commuting and their yep. parents are driving, so they're using their phone safely to take a photo. That was me. Every I was, day. I saw you on a bus. Every I saw day. You on several buses. Yeah. Every day yep. I got a, f- I got a uh, SMS to be like, or an hey, Instagram. I saw you. Yeah. 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 What does that prove? Fucking retention. <laughs> retention. Will they buy Pentanet? Yeah. Will they buy yeah. Pentanet uh, product straight away? No, not all of them. But when they need the product, it comes to front of mind. Right. Yeah. Right. Super awareness. And that's yeah. why familiarity is so important mm. in that day and age. In this day and age. Yeah. And, you know, like I hope I can get the second round. Yeah. Like now Nexus is going to be launching. It's like the IINet guy. Yeah. Whatever his name is. And, you know, he was there for years. Mm. And I'm like, I'll do it for years. Mm. You know? Yeah, please. Sign me up. Ooh. But uh, I just I just love how I got involved in a case study I was talking about. Yeah. Success story. And I was like, sweet. Cool. And I didn't even pitch it to them. They yeah. found me, like, through a talent scout. And I was like, cool. Wow. This is good. Yeah. This is good for me. That's how you know it was going to work out though because I've obviously yeah. seen some of your material yeah. as well and been like, we need that energy. Yeah. But mm. but now you men- now that I mention it, you mention it, um, when I first signed up to Pentanet, mm. I s- had somewhat a little bit of a following yep. on TikTok. I remember going to their office in uh, Alcatara, I think it is, mm. 
and I was – because I was picking up something. Yeah. And I was like, hey, who do I talk to about potentially helping with socials? Yeah. And they're like, oh, me. We had a quick chat. And I'm like, I'll let you know, whatever. Yeah. And one of the guys actually ended up forwarding me on. Yeah, okay. So I actually technically hustled myself. Yeah, yeah. You were just like, but I'm it was here. But it was a seed yeah. plant like years before. Right. So, yeah. But I'm – the only other problem with that now is because I've proven the concept, mm. you need to find people that can do the same thing as I mm. did. Mm. I can't be everybody's no. poster boy because I don't want to be. I mean, you know, the the celebrity thing mm. where they get a famous sports mm. player and then they use them as a one-off ad. Yeah. Like, I remember like Aaron Sandilands was for like some car, car dealerships, yeah. a one-off TV ad. Yeah. It's the only one kind of thing I remember. I was like, you can't do that to everywhere. No. You know? So it's just a matter of, um, what are they called uh, uh, when you're a sports player? I should know this. Endorsements. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I can't be endorsed everywhere yeah. because it's like, uh, and it's more pressure on me to yeah. to behave even though I'm pretty good. Yeah. I'm not going to yeah. I'm not gonna really piss away my career. And you can't dip your fingers in too many pies, I think. So yeah, if you're yeah, representing yeah. Pentanet, you wouldn't yeah. then go and represent IINet because that's Oh, that's, that's obvious. But yeah. what I'm saying is, uh, I mean, I'm still trying to figure out which niche, which industry I want to fit True, into. right. Okay. And at the moment, the front runner is hospitality and tourism because mm. it gets me more places, mm. gets me in front of more people yeah. and just lets me do more and meet as many people as I can because I love people. Yeah. Genuinely you're love talking. You're an attention talking. whore. We love it. Not attention whore. <laughs> conversation Take it. Whore. It's a compliment. Yeah. Yeah. Conversation hall. Like anyone wants to chat with me if I'm free, yeah. I'm like, let's chat. Yeah. But my weakness, <laughs> my weakness is I was like, probably can hear from this podcast episode is I talk more and I need to go, all right, tell me your story. Yeah. Well, you know? I mean, this is not the point of this yeah, podcast yeah. particularly. But, but I do yeah. that on my podcast. Yeah. I'm like, all right, shut up, Seb. <laughs> they can, let them talk. Reel it in. Reel it in. But yeah. I just like to like uh, add on. Yeah. I like to add on more and it's yeah. fun. And and adding on is very valuable mm. to decision makers yeah. in boardrooms. They're like, all right, we got this thing. They need a little push. We need to have Seven here to discuss it and see what he reckons. And tell, tell me that I was going to be doing that two, three years ago. I'd be like, a boardroom? Yeah. Decision makers? Me giving ideas yeah. about how to boost the brand or whatever? I'd be like, mm. nah. now I'm like, I'm ready. Yeah, you need to be there. Fly yeah. me out. I will give you all the ideas that come up with. Like mm. you saw me in the car just before the podcast. I was on a laptop in a Zoom meeting, hotspotting <laughs> from my phone, giving ideas to uh, uh, a brand who wants to do a, a collab with me yeah. next week. Yeah. And I was just throwing ideas and they were just like, oh my yeah. God. Yeah. It does take a certain type of person though. Like I know we were talking about personal brand and being able to, you know, you educated yourself through university, you took the opportunities, you said yes to the things that people saw you, um, uh, reached out to you and saw you on. Uh, I feel like it does take a certain type of personality because if I was a creator who, you know, for example, a fashion brand and I just l like wanted to see myself in that limelight, yeah. particularly on Instagram, mm. getting paid to sponsor certain brands, um, yeah. wear certain brands, not necessarily going to like put my face on a bus and maybe it doesn't go from there to there from yeah. A to like Z, but I feel like it does take a certain person and it's the, like, what, what did you find helped you boost your confidence confidence? Cause you did talk about imposter syndrome. My mum. Yeah. What in Straight what up. way? My mum like, all time. Like my faith mom. in you or? Uh, growing up as a foreign kid mm. from former Soviet Union. 
I was bullied a little bit, you know, the Russian kid, you know, stuff him, whatever. Uh, and bullied in Australia for... For being the foreign kid. Yeah. 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 And <laughs> mum, I'd always come home, mum would be like, they're going to be nobodies one day and you're going to be somebody. She instilled that confidence in me from every day she would do that. Yeah. She would do and she oh could gosh, always shivers. that's so lovely. <laughs> yeah. She could all she could always sense Yeah. When I was a little bit down. Mm. And she'd come in clutch every time. She would just come in and go, It's all right. It's all right. And back then I just be like, Oh, you're just saying that to make me yeah. feel better. You have to love me. But she mom. instilled that so much nonstop with and now I'm like, I've got a wall. Mm. Like you can't break me. Probably because she believed it as well. She mm. was like, literally, look at these kids and look at my kids. Yeah, but like, now now you should see her. She's just like, told you. <laughs> yeah, she's like, see? <laughs> I had an email from uh, uh, um, an old fling back in high school. Yeah. Just recently. Yeah. And I was like, what the, f- what, you know? Yeah, may I assist you with something? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she actually emailed my um, info at email account. And I was like, Nothing can humble you. All more. right, All right. And then what I did was because my assistant, yeah, Flex, uh, he's away right now. Yeah. So I just pretended I was him, and I was like, "Sorry, he's not available uh, at the moment. <laughs> Should not leave a message." That's pretty funny. I'll get my PA to get back to you. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> little Flex. That's little it. Bit of a flex. That's it. That's really funny. But like, people are coming out of the woodworks, and I, it's that must feel strange. It feels strange. It feels like my mum was right, mm. but at the same time, I'm I'm nice and I'm honest. Mm. And if I, I can sense if they want something from me, I've had people get this. I've had people I haven't seen in over ten years. Yeah, who have kids who are eight nine years old who are my who are love my stuff on TikTok, right. and their parents, my old yeah. acquaintances or friends. Yeah. Have, would invite me to dinner so I can meet their children, so their children can meet me because they have a... They're like, oh, I went to school con- with this guy. Yes, yeah. legit. And I'm like, what? what you is don't even, get to claim that, yeah. What is even this, you know? <laughs> and I was like, no, I said yes a couple of times, but mm. then then it got to a point where it was overwhelming. Mm. I was like... This is too much. What the hell? Like, mm. I really hated the whole labelling celebrity famous thing. Yeah. But now I'm just like, I think it's... It's it's pretty much there. Yeah, you got to be a little bit of a no man at some points. Yeah, well. but I yeah. still but I still kind of just keep it level headed, yeah. and um, it's good when someone calls me. You stayed humble, you stayed true to yourself, and that's the point. Yeah, because I see a lot of mistakes that people make, celebrities mm. and sports people, and even brands. Mm. They get too ahead of themselves, and then they, you know, piss it up the wall. Yeah, and then they fail. And I'm and like, yeah, it can be a good learning experience, but yeah, yeah. if you can kind of stay. True and humble, yeah. If I want to help the most people I can possibly help, I need to stay true to myself Mm -hmm. and and be a good person. Yeah. And you know, treat everybody with respect. Yeah. As long as they treat me with respect, still, you know, I'll still be, I can still be a dick. Yeah. But I'm more and more getting better at not associating with that or letting that happen. Yeah. Um, because I'm just too busy. Mm. Um, I uh, early on, I actually got a couple of friends hitting me up saying, "So, how do we book you? Oh, uh-huh. Well, we have to book you now." <laughs> and I'm like, "Kinda." Well, yeah, kinda. <laughs> yeah. What What is your like? And and I'm still learning how to do this better because I have my circle of friends yeah. who are have been supporting me ever since. Yeah. And I'd hang out with them, yeah. and they're reaping their rewards now because yeah. I'm like, "Hey guys, let's go to Varsity. I've got a like a deal with them yeah. as long as we can make a a, a TikTok, you know." Yeah. yeah. Um and 
and then they're like, oh, sweet, cool. Yeah. And then there'd be like events or like a premiere. Well, my mate, Monty, he loves Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. Loves Jurassic yeah. Park. Favourite franchise yeah. of all time. And he's just – we don't talk all the time. Yeah. But we, we like keep in touch. Yeah. And he's Frothing a great the dude. films, yeah. yeah. And, we can, and we can connect all, all time, you know. And then I was like, Monty, 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 I've got – Premiere to Jurassic Park. Will you come? He's like, oh, my God. Blessed I'm cancelling yeah. everything. <laughs> and he was so happy. And yeah. I'm just like, you know. Oh, that's amazing. You know, But on yeah. the other end, there are people that uh, I can see that are now regretting it. Mm. And I wish them well. Mm. I wish them well. And if they, to, want, yeah. Yeah. if they want my services, <laughs> they're going to have to pay because you're Speak in. Speak to my PA. <laughs> send through a deposit. Yeah. Your yeah. investment early <laughs> was not there. Therefore, you don't get the dividends. No. I feel like that's a really sweet spot to leave it because I, re- I would love to keep chatting to you for ages. But um, yeah, this has been fun. <laughs> this has been fun. Well, next time, bottle of red and we'll just book out the room for a Yeah, we'll talk about time. other stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, I felt like that was a good little recap of who you are, how you got into the industry and sort of where you're going and your like where your head's at in terms of like how you come up with ideas, which is super cool. Um, we need more people like you in Perth. So um, I'd love to go on more tangents, but thank you so much for taking the time. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me and I'm keen on part two. Yes. Yay. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Perth Business Podcast. If there's anyone that you specifically want to hear from or you think would be great on the podcast, send us a DM on LinkedIn, Facebook, or Instagram. Or you can email us at theperthbusinesspodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. We'll see you here next time.